Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Last week we ended uh, asking the question of, uh, you know, how do we close out time travel movie month? Do we Mm -hmm. do a more serious time travel movie? Do we do the silliest time travel movie? Mm -hmm. And is it possible that they are one in the same? Uh, (laughs) It is astounding to me that I feel like we found that movie. Yeah. This one takes itself easily the most seriously out of all of them. Oh, absolutely. And includes some of the uh, just absolute outright most hysterical shit that is so clearly not being played for laughs. Yeah. And it like it, it helped me get through the movie uh, because I did not like it very much. But the trains of thought that it sent me on <laughs> with some of its absurdity, uh, I felt like maybe was a little bit worth it. Yeah. I, I took a lot of notes for this movie and a significant portion start with wait. And then either why what how oh yeah man this is uh man this is an absurd little movie uh so let's jump right into it the movie that we are talking about for the last week of time travel movie month is the 2002 american science fiction film loosely adapted from the 1895 novel of the same name by hg wells the time machine Starring Guy <laughs> Pierce. Uh, in have you seen him in much before? I don't think so. Okay, I mostly remember he's in Memento. Uh, he's in um, Iron Man three as well. He's in nope. he's, he's, he's in stuff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and a uh, a returning alumnus from uh, or a couple of returning yeah. alumni with uh, Mark Addy playing his mm-hmm. friend from uh, Jack Frost. Yep. And then uh, later on in the movie, finally, eventually, because he's in the opening credits and you're like, oh, shit. And then he doesn't show up forever. And you finally get Jeremy Irons, mm-hmm. who, who is in uh, Assassin's Creed. So <laughs> <laughs> it's fun now getting yeah. to this point where we have a lot of movies we've done. That's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Look at that. It's fun to see. Um, it, this movie it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me. Like I looked into <laughs> the original story. Okay. Um because the story for this movie and the, the the one that was made in like 1960 as well changes things a lot. Okay. Uh but like the story for the original one, like the novella written by H.G. Wells, there's no driving thing that makes the lead character create a time machine other than wanting to create a time machine. Okay. You know, it's like the story is about a guy essentially who like hosts a dinner party and tells all of his dinner party guests, like I have invented a time machine and like, and then it goes on to his story of what he does. Mm -hmm. And it sort of is similar to what happens from there in the movie where he goes like so far forward in time and, you know, the, like time has sort of started over and there's yeah. like, you know, like uh, way less uh, advancement of humans and all that. And the Morlocks and all that kind of bullshit. That's all in there. But he's really just a guy who's like, oh, I just want to build a time machine because I really want to do that. Mm-hmm. So this movie decides to create wholesale the story of his fiance and what <laughs> happens to her and his attempts to change that by using the time machine. So like that is I mean, it's what's what's weird about it is that at some point he has to eventually stop 
doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in order for the story to go where the original story goes, where he goes way, way, way forward in time <laughs> and basically abandons his own time mm-hmm. is for him to then immediately be like, ah, fuck this and completely forget <laughs> about his fiance that he's trying to save yeah. with this time machine because it feels like the movie is going to be all about that. Mm-hmm. And then it takes this like super sharp left turn into like, oh, fuck it. I'll just go into the future forever. Yeah. Out of kind of out of nowhere. Well, and I wrote a specific question about the moment when that happens because it okay. seems like it comes from completely nowhere. The first giant leap seemed like it was an accident. Like, did, what, didn't he like knock himself out and then take <laughs> yeah. a like giant leap yeah, forward? Yeah, that it, it definitely in this story happens on accident. And I believe in the real story, he he does it on purpose or whatever. But mm-hmm. either way, getting a little bit ahead of it. <laughs> the, the story of this movie, <laughs> according to IMDb, is uh, hoping to alter the events of the past a 19th century inventor instead travels 800,000 years into the future where he finds humankind divided into two warring races. Yeah. That yeah. is essentially, I mean, if you take away the hoping to alter the events of the past, then that is the storyline of the original book where it's just he mm-hmm. travels 800,000 years into the future and finds the Morlocks and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So it's the the giving him the reason to build the time machine that is more than just I want to build a fucking time machine <laughs> leads the movie to be to like really make it seem like it's going one way. Mm-hmm. And then they just totally abandon it because they're like, oh, wait, right. There's the book we're adapting mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that we're, we need to get to eventually. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's like, well, actually, I'm not interested in this. I was a little bit interested in the first story. Yeah. And then you guys abandoned it and I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> I wanted to see how many ways they could kill her. Oh, my God. So, like, we just got to get into it because that is, like, one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my entire life. Legitimately. And I saw it coming. It's a, it's a like final a minute. Yeah, I saw it coming like a minute before it happened and i was like oh is that this movie like is that what that book was and i never knew because that's amazing that sounds like the funniest book in the history of the world like it seems like it should be being played as a straight up comedy Mm -hmm. but the story is that brilliant scientist uh alexander hardigan Guy Pierce, I'm probably just going to call him Guy Pierce or possibly Alex, <laughs> yeah. depending on what happens. Uh, his own fiance calls him professor sometimes. That's yeah, weird. That was weird. I didn't like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was. Is it like the, playful? Like the, that's just what the, they like, do. Or like social norms. Yeah, in, I don't know. Because, yeah, it's taking place. Because the, there was a eight, lot of gawking. When, yeah, when he kissed her. Yeah. Everyone was like, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 1899. So everything's different. I had a quick note in this because truthfully, straight up, not a fan of period pieces. I don't care. Like, if they're really, 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 really good, then that's a totally different story. Yeah. Like, uh, Gangs of New York, I think, is really good. But that time period, like old-timey time periods, they just don't grab me. I don't know. It's got to be really special. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fact that this was just going to wind up being time travel anyway, I was like, all right, yeah, it's in the fucking... 1800s okay everybody looks like clowns to me when she was ice skating in that fucking dress and hat and all that stuff i was like this looks ridiculous what is wrong with you people you stupid like i know that was the social norms at the time that was like she couldn't just wear like pants 
Yeah. She had to wear her full dress and hat to go ice skating on yeah. the fucking I mean, thing. Like, dude. She didn't have to wear the hat. Either way. So he's a like brilliant professor guy. They open the movie with him doing one of those like impossibly long genius equations mm-hmm. so that you know how smart he is. Yep. Uh, and then Mark Addy shows up and he's trying to tell him, like, don't you be so zany. Because he's here to shake things up, you know? He's yeah. he's the Robin Williams and fucking uh, <laughs> Dead Poet Society kind of guy who's like, I want my students to knock bowler hats off of people's heads. And it's like, I get where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. don't tell your students to do that. That's not a good thing. You're in pain. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, but, like, that's the kind of dude he is, and he's super jazzed to ask Emma, yes. Emma to marry him. And he, he pulls one of those like trick proposals where it's like, seems like he's talking about something else, and then kind of surprises her with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I described it as uh, he's got a fever, and the only prescription is getting hitched. Because yeah. that's the way he puts it. He's like, I've been feeling so sick, and mm-hmm. oh, this is my stomach, and this, and this is the yeah. only way I think of it. I can't sleep. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he proposes to her in the park. And immediately from the bushes comes a mugger, mm-hmm. the like friendliest mugger <laughs> in the world. I thought I'm... there was something funny about that to me. Like, I get that he was, you know, trying to like not like cause a scene and be like yelling and all that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he like full on congratulated them yeah. <laughs> for getting hitched. It's like, oh, that's really sweet. Uh, just consider this like a speed bump. Yeah, the in first your-, <laughs> your first bump in the road of marriage. Yeah, right, while he's mugging them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she hides the ring. Guy wants the ring. He knocks over Alex. Guns aimed at Emma. Alex grabs their hands. In the confusion, she gets shot. Mm-hmm. Mugger runs off. What does he say? Like, you idiot. Like, you didn't have to do that. Something. Yeah, I forget exactly something. what he said. But it was just like yeah. blaming them for what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he just stands there. Or not stands there, but he like crouches over her, mouth agape, just <laughs> staring at her as she writhes and dies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, call for help. You're not I mean, that far from like the, when they showed them look over towards where they're going to go walking. They are not that far from where the ice skating is. No, but what I mean, unless there's someone that knows how to treat gunshot wounds well, nearby. There might be. I you mean, certainly don't know if you don't say anything. You're like, oh, true. I don't want to. I don't want to bother anybody. It is New though. York. Yeah, like a big metropolitan area and all that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was also just confused why there wasn't any sort of commotion due to the gunshot. Yeah. Like, again, not that far from where, like, families are ice skating. Like, mm-hmm. were people just cool with that kind of stuff back then? I don't get it. I mean. <laughs> it just seemed crazy that they New were. New York? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. Okay. <laughs> and and then came, like, one of my favorite things in the world. Just because, like, I don't, I don't know that much about Guy Pierce, but I feel like I've never seen him with, like, a beard. So when it, the screen cuts and it goes to like four years later and then it shows him working on his shit and he looks exactly the same, same hair length, same everything, except he has like three days worth of stubble on his face. It was yeah. like it took him four years to grow that stubble. That was, <laughs> that was what I thought. That was like, one of my Lord, notes dude. was four years and he's only a little scruffy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, like I get it. Yeah. Okay. He still shaves. He just doesn't as often. Yeah. But it's like if you're going to give him the like beard growth 
Don't make it like four years later and he's got a couple of like whiskers on his chin. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Come on. Give him like a beard. Like, why? If he's supposed to be like totally reclusive, just like full on bearded up. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like, come on. It was, yeah, it was just silly to me. Um, and what like drove that home even more was the fact that uh, his buddy shows up, David, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Addy, shows up to see him and he like looks and sees that he has like a billion equations written on chalkboards all over and whatnot. But he like looks at Alex specifically yeah, and says, my God, what's happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote a little dramatic. <laughs> like he's what? He looks like maybe he missed a few hours of sleep recently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he does not look like a madman <laughs> who has locked himself away. He's not fucking like Howard Hughes yeah. in his house <laughs> with like fingernails like five inches long or whatever. Like he just looks he's a little ragged. Mm-hmm. But my God, what's happened to you? <laughs> like he looks exactly the same. I don't know what you're doing here <laughs> um and that is the sequence where you know he he tries to explain to david that he's been working on something very you know special mm-hmm. this whole time and uh you know despite how much david is worried for him like he'll understand i'll show you we'll meet up in a week mm-hmm. and he's like okay well i guess we'll continue this conversation in a week and then Alex gets his little line of like, oh, in a week we won't have had this conversation or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then he reveals the time machine, the big shiny <laughs> fucking time machine the thing. Steampunk time machine. Yeah. And uh, he gets in it because he's going to go fucking travel through time mm-hmm. to save Emma. Yep. So that seems... Like the plot of the movie. Yeah. That he's going to do that or try to do that or figure out how to do that or whatever. So he goes back in time. I had some questions at first that they eventually answered because I was just like, I don't understand how this time travel works Mm -hmm. yet. They haven't quite gotten there. So some questions. Mm -hmm. Is he replacing himself or are there two of him? Mm -hmm. They didn't really get to that until way later. If I was kind of confused of like, yeah, is he in danger of running into himself or is he now here? I don't know. Like, I don't understand how this whole thing goes. (laughs) Um, And he meets up with Emma and basically dissuades her from going into the park. He's like, Oh, I want to talk to you again. Same Mm kind of way he did at first. Uh, And then when she's like, shall we go to the park? And he's like, no, (laughs) <laughs> let's go to the city and he goes to the city so they can take their walk and he can do his proposal and all that junk i forget if he proposes this time if he gets the chance to i feel he, like something happens before he actually like i mean i feel like the thing happens before he gets the chance to he and he did not he told her to go home oh right and then he would see her later and, yeah, and uh, be I, met- I, won't, I won't make any sense mm-hmm. i'll probably be angry with you <laughs> like it's just such a weird way to go about mm-hmm. the whole thing or it's like okay so i have to play it where like you just need to be cool that i'm insane mm-hmm. to your perspective because what i'm going to say to you is i showed up at the park and you weren't there yeah despite the fact that we met at the park and we walked over here like mm-hmm. i'm gonna look like a madman <laughs> such a weird like it, it felt strange to me that like 
that he felt comfortable with that, like yeah. leaving it at that. Mm-hmm. Like that it won't cause some sort of horrible rift of like <laughs> each of them thinking the other's insane or whatever. Like, what are you talking about? We took a big walk, remember? And then you bought me flowers. And he's like, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> you know, and they just like lose their minds. It seems like a terrible way to go. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, he doesn't have to deal with that because <laughs> moments later, he goes into the flower shop to buy her some flowers that he promised. After telling her, wait here. Yes, wait right here and don't move a muscle and just stand right here. And while she's standing there, up pulls the perambulist, the guy with the like little motorized car mm-hmm. dealy before they were really cars or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he, he was there in the first run through. Uh, Alex met him outside the park. Yeah. And was like, oh, this device, it's so fucking cool. I want to know how to play with it, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, but I got this thing I got to do. <laughs> so maybe I'll see you around or whatever. And in, in the process of looking at the machine and like, oh, how does this work? How do you get this to work? It like jumps off of its brake. Like the brake doesn't work, or the guy forgets to put it, the brake on. Mm-hmm. And it like jumps forward and Alex has to stop it. So that sets up what happens <laughs> to Emma. Because when Alex goes into the flower shop to go get her the goddamn flowers and she's standing on the sidewalk, (laughs) the fucking car pulls up, the guy parks it, it jumps again towards a carriage, (laughs) a horse and carriage. And from what I could tell from the quick shot, it seemed like the horse ran her over, right? The horse stomped her or like kicked her or something? Something happened and I think the carriage fell on her well no because they were trying to lift the carriage and then the camera kind of pans down and she's completely away from yeah, it she's not I, anywhere near it I, am, I it seemed to me like the horse just full-on just like, <laughs> like destroyed her somehow quite possible. i don't know a, a lot happened all at once yes but like as that sequence unfolded like i was sitting there and i was like okay so what is gonna happen here like mm-hmm. while he was talking to her the second time and telling her like oh go home and I'll explain it or I won't explain it or whatever. Just stay alive. Please, God, stay alive. Uh, And then when he goes across the street and she's standing there and the car thing pulls up and it's like, oh, my God. I obviously imagined that the car was just going to run her over. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was not expecting the car to spook the horse (laughs) (laughs) that would then stomp her to death or whatever the fuck happened. But when it happened... In the background of the scene, out the window of the flower shop, I was like, that's the funniest thing I have ever seen. The idea of this guy who's like, oh my God, fucking finally, I went through four years, all this math, made this machine, time machine, it works, I'm a genius. Okay, uh, back in time, find my dead fiance before she dies. Keep her from dying. We're not going that way. We're going this way. We're going into the city. Oh, my God. This is the greatest. What? Flowers? You need flowers? Right. I told you I'd get you flowers. I'm going to go get you flowers right now because this is the best day of my life. Walks into the fucking shop like, several flowers, please. And just like, fucking horse takes her out again. Oh, my God. That is prime comedy. And I don't understand how they could have possibly seen that as like a dramatic, like, oh no kind of moment like yeah. that's so funny like the only thing funnier would be if it was like the car jumps like oh and then it spooks the horse and the the, the carriage like just misses her like like right past her nose and then just like piano from the sky someone was moving a piano they didn't notice it comes down crushes her like 
That was all I could think of for the rest of the movie was like how fucking funny an entire movie of like go back in time, try to save your fiance from like death that apparently just has to happen yeah. for some reason and trying to break that curse and just all the ways where you're like, oh, okay, we got it. We're safe. We're good now. And just like complete nope. nonsense happens yeah. and they die and you're like, fuck, and you got to go try it again. So funny. And the movie tries to play it like it's serious drama or whatever. Yeah. And uh, oh my God. <laughs> so great. Uh, and then the movie like immediately disappoints you mm-hmm. because he just right then and there after seeing her die one more time, which yes, I understand completely tragic and, and like horrific. Yeah. And especially after being like, oh, I've got you back and then mm-hmm. losing it again. Uh, but just like, once you've settled down and you've, you know, like figured out like, and they're dead again. Oh my God. Then you have to think to yourself, genius man, like, oh, I have a time machine. I have, I have unlimited tries. Yeah. You know, like it might uh, suck for a while if it keeps happening and I have to watch her die like five to 10 to 15 times. But like, you got another shot. Yeah. You always have another shot, at least to give it a try. Yeah. And the fact that it was like she gets killed once and then she gets killed again. And it's like, yes, that's a terrible sample of, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like both times you've done it, it's been bad. But it's still only two times. Yeah. You can't give it another try. You just, just immediately assume that the universe is like, no. She dies. <laughs> she do- she has to go. <laughs> She's been marked. Like, it's so strange that he gives up so quickly. I mean, at least they did kind of answer that later on in the movie. Yeah, it was dumb, though. I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. like the explanation, especially because, like, that was that's the whole crux of him going on the, like, the original the time machine story <laughs> is him being like, well, fuck, I guess I can't change it. And she's always going to die. So... I'm going to look for an answer somewhere else. Mm -hmm. The line he specifically says is, I can't find the answer here. And my question is just, how does he come to that conclusion? Yeah. Where does that come from? Like, there's (laughs) no moment of him, like, talking it out or explain, you know, because he's sitting there with Mark Addy when he says that line. He's talking to him. Mm -hmm. And and they're kind of not talking about the same thing at the same time, which I kind of liked. Yeah. Where he was like, why can't I change this? And he's obviously talking about, like, I've tried it. I've literally gone back in time and it didn't change it. <laughs> but Mark Addy's like, yeah, it's it's not fair. Oh, it's terrible. You know, yeah. like he doesn't understand what he's going for. <laughs> but it was like he didn't give any explanation of where that thought comes from. Of yeah. like, oh, if I go forward in time, I will be able to find out why I can't save her. Like, what? Where, where does that come from? I don't understand I mean, I guess what thought line gets you there. You know what I mean? From go- like, fuck, I can't do it. I mean, I my assumption was that it was he wanted to get to a time where someone else had invented time travel <laughs> or, you know, technology had advanced enough to be able to answer why he can't change the past. I get that. It just didn't seem like that was ever a part of what he was like. He never mentioned anything like that of like, oh, like, we're too dumb right now. You know what I mean? Or like, (laughs) I need to travel to where they're smarter or something. It was just, I can't find the answers here. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I just don't understand why you think you can find the answers elsewhere. But now I kind of see what you're talking about. Yeah. In the moment in the movie, though, it felt like a thought that came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly did enjoy how they showed 
the time travel with the fact that the time machine just like sitting in that same spot mm-hmm. and it's not like instantaneous. Yeah. And you have to like kind of watch time go by. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just thinking like, oh, fuck, wait, if he's in the workshop in that lady's house. I think that I was his her, house, but she. She's this like housekeeper or whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah. But like if she's there and he's going through time, like does she stay there? Is she looking for him? Can she yeah. ever find <laughs> this spot? What would she see mm-hmm. looking at the time machine as it's going through time? Because like, it is just sitting there. It's yep. not like it's hidden, really. Mm-hmm. So it would just be some crazy-ass blur. Mm-hmm. And she'd just be like, well, that must be something he did anyway. <laughs> just <laughs> walk away from it or whatever. I don't know. It seems weird. Uh, but I liked how they did that. That like nice yeah. like spinning shot around him as like growth came and decayed and mm-hmm. all that. And they'll like pull out all the way to the moon where they're landing on it to show that it's like oh it's so far advanced like yeah. that was all pretty cool i dug that mm-hmm. you definitely hit a lot of the notes that i wrote in that sequence <laughs> of the like what happens when someone goes in the room what are they seeing how is <laughs> yeah. no one seeing the bright lights that are emanating like yeah that are coming off yeah, of this like, machine i mean like <laughs> the the whole machine itself is so nonsense like (laughs) truthfully i find machines like that where they're like you know like oh well there's the pressurization system to hold the thing with the wood like trying to make it a real science thing like Mm -hmm. and that is how this machine goes through time like i have a way harder time buying that than i do the fucking uh telephone booth from bill and ted like that i'm just (laughs) like all right let's go yeah. And with this machine, I'm like, fuck you. Those fucking things don't do anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, how does this go through? No, this doesn't work. You can't just build it. Rufus has to give it to you. Uh, but I thought it was pretty neat seeing that. And yeah, I had a, a, a similar thought of like, how lucky is he that the mm-hmm. spot where his time machine is never gets paved over or demolished? But it- or it eventually does. Because when he comes to the future, his machine is sitting outside in an alley. Mm-hmm. So it's like, did the did they move the machine? Was that blur thing just sitting at the end of the road this whole time? Does is, it leave existence when it's going through time, but he can still see out of it? But no, it's not because he can drop lockets out of it. Mm-hmm. And it falls right on the floor in front of him because he's right there. Yep. Like, What? Yep. None of this machine makes any sense or how it goes through. <laughs> I liked how it looked. Yeah. That was more interesting. Like the fact that it was, you know, slower mm-hmm. and you kind of had, it was like going on a trip, you know, yeah. it's not just like, oh, let's go to the 1800s. Well, for them, that would be where they live. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's go somewhere. Bam. And you're there. In this case, it's like, okay, set the thing, hit the button, sit back. We got some time to watch. Yeah. Like, we got some, like, civilization to watch evolve <laughs> around us. hmm You know? Um, and he jumps to 2031. Yeah. Not that far. Yeah. <laughs> and it's honestly, it's not too particularly crazy. They yeah. didn't go overboard with it, which Mm-mm. I kind of liked. Yeah. It was like, there's a big screen billboard thing talking about the lunar colony. And it's like, yeah. All right. There's those big, exist. Especially in New York. Yeah, like, he's in New York. Times Square. Yeah. Like, and there was the like, the like swipe a card and get a bike thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever, which is like, yeah, they have those sorts of Divi. things here. And yeah, it's like those <laughs> exist totally. Like mm-hmm. I could see a way more streamlined version like the movie existing by 
2031. Like, this is actually a pretty decent uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, And I liked her reaction to him and his, like, super (laughs) weird. Like, when (laughs) when he walked out of that alley into the, like, ultra modern New York mm-hmm. in his old timey clothes. I was like, he looks like a vampire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he looks like, you know, vampire who's mm-hmm. like, I grew up in the 1800s and I really liked the style and I just have never given it up. Yeah. Even though the rest of the world's gone on, this is what I like. <laughs> and it doesn't help that he's fucking pale and has the, like long stringy hair. Mm-hmm. So he definitely looks uh, vampiric. Yes. In the movie. <laughs> um, and I don't really even recall. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I do recall. Now that I look at it, I was like, I don't recall what he does when he's in 2031, but I do. He goes to the library. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the worst green screen yeah. I think I we have had on this show. Quite Legitimately, like possibly. a single green screen shot yeah. of people walking in front of the library and Guy Pierce walking through and up towards the front of it. I wrote it as a museum because I thought it was a museum at first. Mm-hmm. But him walking through there, I was like, that looks like SNL bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that looks like something they threw together live for a show right now <laughs> that's like good enough, right? Because who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this case, it's a fucking multi-million dollar movie starring Guy Pierce. Yeah. And it looks like absolute trash. I yeah. couldn't believe it. Like you couldn't you couldn't find a library to film yeah. in front of? Seriously, it had to be. Or a museum or something. Like, <laughs> it literally, it looked barely any different than like the front of the Field Museum. Yeah. Or uh, or the Art Institute or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's just like, yeah, you could easily just film it a real one. Yeah. For like, Two seconds. (laughs) What was that shot? Awful. Really terrible. Very bad. Uh, And then he meets uh, Orlando Jones, the sassy AI librarian. There was also a group of children there and the like teacher or whatever had one of the like craziest threats that I've heard in a movie. I must have been writing something down. I don't recall. I recall the characters. I don't recall the threat. (laughs) I will resequence your DNA. Jesus Christ. My God, Lord, woman. That is, that is the that is the like the line given by the main bad guy of a Michael Crichton book. <laughs> <laughs> I will resequence your DNA. And then they fist fight on top of like a helicopter or something. I don't like, know. <laughs> they were just they were two boys like smacking each other. Yeah, really. Like, like what is how is that like also what's really funny to me about that is that it's like it's like if you ask a small child what people would sound like in the future (laughs) so you go like well in the future they'll be way smarter so they'll be saying like smart stuff all the time so dna resequencing will be a thing that people just throw around like it's normal (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) what why would that ever become a threat unless like it's between scientists (laughs) who are like threatening each other and you know we could maybe follow through on that or something but like between a teacher and a child that seems insane yeah uh (laughs) a little intense uh so he leaves that time to go even further forward not very far right he stopped off in 2037 and that is where I mean, this this is what bugged me about his like wide eyed like oh I am just an explorer into things and like never taking into account like possible dangers, mm-hmm. possible whatevers is the fact that the moment he shows up in that dystopian nightmare, <laughs> get back in the fucking time machine. Yeah, 
like he steps out and must look around and discover and it's like dude you -hmm. are clearly no longer in a world where you can just walk around freely yeah like the people who come to get you are technically trying to help yeah because they're trying to get you you know uh, whisk you away Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the quarantined area or whatever but still, it's a horrible dystopian nightmare world that's on fire. Yeah. And trucks are driving, like armored trucks are patrolling the streets. Mm-hmm. And everything seems terrible. But, you immediately leave. Yeah. There's nothing here to like look at and knowledge to be gained. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, he did learn why the world was on fire. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. The, the <laughs> lunar colony fucked up the moon. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, they, and it's, the moon is breaking apart and it, the orbit's fucked up now. Yeah. Now, like, chunks of the moon are coming down and destroying, right? That's that's the, the yeah. old parts of it. Because the, the, the chunks that are, like, they're huge mm-hmm. when they look up at it. So yeah. it's like, and which is always, it was just something that's kind of terrifying to me. Like, yeah space and like things coming at (laughs) the earth like that's not a good thing so like seeing that is pretty like chilling like oh my god this future Mm -hmm. it's so horrifying but it really it was just like just get in and go back now now you know that (laughs) the only way forward is through destruction yeah so just go back yeah just go live your life (laughs) or go to the past even further or whatever the fuck yeah you know that nothing ends well (laughs) <laughs> find a different time period yeah you know uh but instead he's got to walk out there and then he gets like tackled by some police who yeah. are gonna like take him away and then the earth starts shaking so everybody runs away and he runs back to the time machine and what happens that knocks him out i don't even I, remember I, I like it must be that like something was crumbling and oh, like a the, rock hit yeah, his head or some there shit. was the like ground was breaking apart yeah and it like jostled the machine or something. I don't truly remember all the specifics of it, but something happened and he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, I wrote down he gets knocked out in a way to perfectly turn on the time machine so that he hurdles forward in time forever slash 800,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's easy to do when all you have to do to move really fast forward through time is just push a lever forward. <laughs> yeah, a like little you, bit more. You fall forward and that's it. You're a million years in the future. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty uh, shoddy excuse to <laughs> just like randomly send him into the future. Because from what I gleaned, because I didn't read the actual full novella, mm-hmm. but from what I gleaned, like it was just his choice. Yeah. He just wanted to go to the fucking future. He so he did. Shooken into the. Yeah, he didn't get knocked out into <laughs> his fucking time machine and accidentally wake up there. Um, which, like, I guess is a little different than the character that they're trying to kind of portray in the movie. Because in this, he's kind of like, you know, that like wide eyed, childlike doofus mm. through the beginning. <laughs> and then, sort of by the end, he's supposed to be like more like decisive and, you know, an action brave. hero and brave <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, if he already has the courage to just be like, I'm just going to pioneer my way. 800,000 years into the future, then he's like, well, then what does he need? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's fine. He's, he's got plenty of confidence. <laughs> well, what's the problem? But he goes forward in time. He eventually, he wakes up enough to turn the machine off. Yeah. But then passes out again before he can be like, oh, let's turn this back and go home. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he eventually gets rescued by a random woman and wakes up in her, like, native hut. Yeah. Uh, along with what I thought was her daughter mm-hmm. at first, mm-hmm. then was like, oh, it's a boy, so it's her son. And then in reading, 
found out that it is her brother. Yeah. I did not catch that it was her brother oh. in the movie. I only gotcha. <laughs> figured that out from reading it later. <laughs> I thought that was her kid. Um, so the movie does a thing I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. Like, I find the future way more interesting than the past, like, in terms of, like, you know, create something that's an evolution of where we are from mm-hmm. and not just showing what has come before. Yeah. And so this movie fucking, uh, you know, wants its cake and eats it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the phrase is <laughs> in terms of like, oh, he goes 800,000 years into the future. But since the moon came down and fucked everything up, the world's kind of restarted. So they're like natives again, just sort of living in huts and they don't have electricity or, you know, like it's old in time. So it's like the future is the past. Like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's not very futuristic (laughs) at all. And that was kind of a bummer. I was kind um, of hoping that it was going to be like Futurama where it was just completely cyclical. Yeah, he just comes back around mm-hmm. to 1899 New York. Like, oh, yeah. fuck, here we go. <laughs> Perfect. There, there you go. You're home. <laughs> that would be great. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> so he he's here. There's these natives. They understand English for no reason. She did say that it's taught when they're young, so it could have been something that was passed down. But they also have the room with the ghosts. But I thought they weren't <laughs> supposed to go there. I thought they didn't go there. Or did they just not want to tell him about it? I don't know. Maybe both. I don't <laughs> They were really weird about, like, the information that they the, were given out. At first, it was like everyone's looking at him like, what the fuck is this fucker talking about? Oh, my God. The words going out of his mouth. It's gibberish. Yeah. And then later in the movie... When he's talking to those dudes, they're like, okay, we actually, we kind of can't speak English. Like, yeah. it seemed like, what what happened here? <laughs> Earlier in the movie, it seemed like you guys had no idea what he was talking about. And now you can be like, um, well, if I try a little bit, I can. <laughs> like, what? Oh, you just weren't trying? I don't understand. This is dumb. I mean, they were debating about whether or not they were going to throw him in the river. Yeah, they probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, stranger ugh. danger. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about the story that just doesn't ring very true to me. Of like, why? Why do, why do they need help from him? Why does he give a shit other than her? You know what I mean? That's like, it, it just seemed it just seems so silly to me that it's like this is the world that they live in. Mm-hmm. Morlocks come and steal them away underground to eat them. Yeah, sometimes or like they get them. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Some of that ending stuff was weird, but it's like, okay, so these monster Morlock guys come out and attack them sometimes. They're essentially, there's hunters and prey and whatever, just like in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't seem like something that necessitated his intervention. Yeah. You know, other than the fact that like, oh, but they were kind of nice to me, so it kind of sucks that sometimes they die. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck are you to determine the path that this society takes mm-hmm. it's 800,000 years after your time yeah like <laughs> he's sticking your fucking nose in this and why does he have the ability to affect it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if he can't fucking change the fact that emma dies why can he go back in time and affect the fact that all of the fucking natives die because that, there's that that's and, not based on him building the time machine. but it is because <laughs> He, I mean, he's the only, he's the one who starts the, like, revolt against the Morlocks. Yeah. Which which is the only reason that 
King Morlock dies. Because, okay, hold on. So <laughs> there's these Morlocks, right? These horrible looking monsters. Yeah. They look like shit. Yes. I was reading about how upset the special effects crew were that they shot them in the daytime. They were like, that's not what they're supposed to be used for. In the original story, the Morlocks are afraid of light. And they stay in the dark and they hunt at night. Yeah. So showing them in the daytime, I wrote down, I was like, this completely ruins it. Yeah. I was like, I am astounded at this choice that the first time you see these monsters is broad daylight and you can Awful. see how bad they look. Because mm -hmm. they really do look bad. Even if it was only in the dark, they'd look bad too. Yeah. But it was just like these like sort of humanoid monsters. They're apparently, they're the other half of the human race. Mm -hmm. Half of the human race lived above ground and became these like native folks. The other half are underground and they're the Morlocks. Whatever, I don't give a shit. So the <laughs> monsters, you know, they're hunting the natives. They take Mara, who Alex likes now, uh, which is like such a lame storyline for it to hinge on. Yeah. Where it's like, if she didn't get pulled down there, there's no way that he's like, let's go fucking fight these Morlocks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not a chance. So she gets taken. He wants to go down there and get her. So he asks fucking the kid. I forget his name, too. I hated them both, really. He's like, oh, that was it. His name is Kalen. And so I hear that, and I see the hair, and it it just it looked and yeah. seemed like a girl yeah. for so long. And then there's a scene where he has the shirt that's open, mm -hmm. and it was just like kid nipples. And I'm like, what the fuck is, oh, my God, it's a boy. <laughs> oh, because for a moment I was like, what? Am I really? Yeah. This is PG-13. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I was really legitimately mm -hmm. concerned for a moment. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's a boy. <laughs> okay. I mean, it really just nails home how fucked up the whole dichotomy is in that situation where it's like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. It's wrong nipples. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so he asked the kid to, to, you know, oh, where the fuck do the Morlocks go? Because nobody else will tell him. Like, where do they live? I got to go find them. So he tells him to go to where the ghosts live, which is where... Orlando Brown's AI, Orlando Jones, sorry, Orlando Brown played in the NFL, <laughs> where Orlando Jones's fucking uh, holograms still work. Mm -hmm. Did not understand that. 800,000 years later, what is powering them? Some sort of photon something or other. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Some sort of future bullshit. Super dumb. Did not that, like it. Well, the that fact that core they, was still there. I know, but that core isn't connected to anything. <laughs> There's nothing running it. There's yeah. not even anything that turns it on. It's not even like he turns a switch. They just walk near it and it goes like. It's like, what? what is it? It's proximity based. Apparently. I don't understand this machine. Uh, but he goes there, talks to him, learns about what happened and the Morlocks and this and that, whatever, and where to go mm -hmm. so he can go and save Mara. So he goes to the Morlocks and he learns that they're eating them. Like he didn't really, he just knew that they were like taking them. Yeah. But then when he discovers that it's like, oh fuck, there's a giant pool full of like bones and blood and all this kind of shit. And the Morlocks are fucking devouring everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> and he freaks out. And I wrote, oh, don't worry. They will have captured her. For some reason, mm -hmm. they know she's important yeah. somehow. So they knew not to murder and eat her. Yeah. She gets put in a cage <laughs> and given to fucking Grand King Warlock Jeremy Irons. Or Morlock, <laughs> not Warlock. <laughs> Either way, though, uh, ridiculous ass character. Super so, horrifying design yes. in terms of like, was that like a giant brain? Down the back of his head? Is that what that was supposed to be? Like, he's I, so super smart because he can, like, read minds and shit. 
and control all of the Morlocks with his brain. Mm -hmm. So I guess he has some sort of like giant, like three foot long brain or something. Super creepy. It was weird. Very weird. Also just sort of strange that like he looks nothing like the rest of the Morlocks. It's like they designed him and then they designed the other ones and they were like, oh shit. They don't match. <laughs> they're like, well, we're still making the movie, though, so <laughs> they're just I mean, not going to yeah. match, I guess. And then he, like, tries to explain <laughs> it away by saying that there's, like, different groups. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, all this nonsense, this, like, no. like world-building crap where it's, like, there's nothing interesting about this story. You can world-build all you want. Yeah. There is nothing fun about what's happening right now. It's so dumb and, like, predictable. <laughs> where it's, like, oh, yep, okay, they took the girl he likes, so now he mm-hmm. has to, now the Morlocks are the bad guys to him mm-hmm. because they took his lady, so now he's going to go fight for her honor or some shit. Yep. And <laughs> one of my absolute favorite lines in the movie because it was just, like, such a, like... <laughs> such a like non-plussed response like fucking alex and the king morlock are arguing about like the deal in this world Mm -hmm. where essentially it's like oh they're kind of like cattle to us yeah like the natives up there we we go up there when we need to hunt and get our food and we take them and we bring them down or whatever i forget what exactly how he phrased it but he's like and we you know bring them down here and alex asks to be your food and he responds, yes. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. Is that did okay? So I got that through to you. You understand yeah. the situation here. Like it's it seems like Alex thinks that's a real gotcha moment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so you're just eating them? And he's like, Yeah, this is what we do. What, what what's your problem? I don't get where, it. Where are you from? Yeah, like what time period are you from? You don't understand this shit. But in the midst of all of that, he's talking about how his superior brainwaves and shit. Gives him control over the Morlocks, the ones, the, mm-hmm. the like workers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, without me, they would exhaust their food supply. Like, I tell them when to hunt mm-hmm. and bring people back, and they don't do more than they need to yeah. because with their crazy monster mentality, they would just, you know, go berserker and, you know, take everybody out mm-hmm. and there'd be no food left. Yeah. So when Alex's plan hinges on killing that dude and shooting himself into the future with him, (laughs) I'm like, he just murdered everybody. Yep. He just killed her entire people. Yep. Because he took the guy who can control the Morlocks. Mm -hmm. So she's locked in a cage in a dungeon with Morlocks that no longer have a master. (laughs) So she's going to be torn to shreds and then they're going to go up top and they're going to tear that kid to shreds and everybody else. And then they're going to die because they don't have any food anymore. Mm -hmm. And then everything is dead again because of Alex and his time machine. Yep. Because he gets to the future after killing the Morlock by having him like hang outside the machine and like age to death. Mm-hmm. really quick <laughs> as far as Alex saw yeah which is it really doesn't make any sense it's like it should have been that he watches him hang there for a bit and then he dies of like starvation or whatever mm-hmm. and then he watches him decay but he like is alive the whole time he decays and it's like that's years yeah that he is holding him out there based on him being in the time machine Watching him, you know, decay into a skeleton. I mean, we don't know how frequently the Morlocks need to eat. I mean, apparently fairly regularly. <laughs> they have to hunt. And there's lots of them. I don't know. I mean, it, either way, it just seems silly to me. But so him killing all of that, 
he gets to the new future, even further in the future. Mm -hmm. And he looks and he's like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> the whole countryside is covered in Morlock shit. Yep. Like, they have taken over the world. Does it make sense? Because, like I said, they would have exhausted their food supply. Mm -hmm. So they'd be dead unless they started eating each other in some sort of horrifying cannibal society. Possible. They never I mean, show. It's possible. But it's clear all the natives are dead. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, look what you did. You and your time machine being here caused the death of this entire nation of people because you took that other Morlock away and let the monsters loose to kill everybody. Yeah. So then he goes back in time and he fixes that. And it's like, if he could fix that, why couldn't he fix the fucking girl? His, his well, fiance. Because if he, they explain this. If he went back and like, if she didn't die, he wouldn't have made the time machine. So then he why go does back. that matter? That's a, he's already there. He's changing it. I don't know. That's just the explanation <laughs> that they gave. I know. That, and it's stupid. That's why I'm arguing against it. I am not arguing for it. <laughs> I am just telling you what it, what the well, movie okay, presented. Well, so, so then my question is, so he can change everything that happens after he's made the time machine mm -hmm. because all of that is a history of the world where he has made a time machine. Exactly. So he can go anywhere and do anything forward in time. Correct. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess there is some sort of logic to that. Like, It's, it's so silly to me that yeah. he just cannot save his fiance and that she has to just die every time. I wish we saw more of it. Yeah. <laughs> God, it was so funny. Oh, man. So he saves everybody with a plan that is so absurd in the, like, knowledge he would need to have to pull that off. Mm -hmm. I don't understand at all. Like, I, I sort of understand the end result. Yeah. Like, what happens, but I don't understand how he made it happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, the, the, he comes back in with the time machine. Mm -hmm. He fucking, like, jams something in its gears to, like, hold it. Yeah, where it's like it's not. Watch. Yeah, it's like it's not going through time yet. It's glowing, mm -hmm. but it's not. The gears aren't moving. It's not quite there, so that he can go and grab Mara, run past the Morlocks as the machine like flashes at them and blinds them briefly, mm -hmm. so that they can escape. They run through the whole fucking thing and escape out of there. That tunnel um, scene was dizzying. Oh my yeah, god, the camera. Yeah, really. Ugh. I was not a big fan of a lot of the action sequences. They were just kind of like. Meh. That first fight with the Morlocks Ugh. when it's like climbing the thing after him. Like there were so many moments where those monsters could have just gone into a thing and instead they just reached their arms in like, oh, I can't get you. Mm -hmm. It's like there's the, the, the hole next to the one you're reaching through is big enough for your entire body. Yeah. Just go through it. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Uh, but yeah, all the action sequences were kind of dumb. Yeah. So he runs past the Morlocks. The time machine is like, like it's it's trying, it's trying, it's trying. <laughs> and the fucking pocket watch is getting kind of smushed, kind of smushed, kind of smushed. And it like breaks the pocket watch. Yeah. And that like turns it on. I like it's on already. Yeah. It breaks the pocket watch. Yeah. For some reason, the breaking of the pocket watch makes like the whole thing explode yeah i'm i, I, I think it, there I mean, was something else in there that he did to the machine 
I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay, but like so. But yeah, so, like, I think the whole he like bust a valve or something. Up. Right, yeah. he, he did do that. But either way, so like he he is he has uh uh what's the word sabotage the machine yes. so that it's gonna break and it's gonna like catastrophically fail. Mm-hmm. And it it does yeah. <laughs> to oh, his yeah. credit. It catastrophically fails and explodes and sends out a shockwave of time light it was time like did you notice what happened to all the monsters when it hits the monsters they immediately decay and just like and they turn into like skeletons and fall apart yes so it's like he he weaponized time and shot it all over the place yeah thankfully time can be contained underground or you can dodge it (laughs) like when they get out of the hole and they're like oh they like jump away as it shoots up out of the hole where it's like oh thank god all that time missed us like (laughs) what is happening here time goo it was so strange i was like they didn't set that up at all nope there's no way to to effectively convey to the audience what just happened because i mean because it's nonsense yeah it's like well, so it explodes for some reason mm-hmm. and that explosion shoots time that decays you like it shoots a lot of time really fast at you yeah <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> it like suddenly like rapidly got its bubble bigger to like right, what was okay. contained. Uh-huh. But then but that wouldn't make sense because no. that would hold you in time. Yeah. So strange. Um <laughs> and then I loved like it was so it was so cheesy and so lame that it just ends with, you know, him like, and I'll live here forever because obviously my time machine is broken. Mm-hmm. But I love this world and we will grow and build great things and I love Mara. And, like, puts his hand down to, like, reach for hers. Mm-hmm. I just wrote, oh, imagine he goes for her hand and she's like, oh, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> Throwing over his entire life and time machine <laughs> for a girl that doesn't actually like him. That would have been hysterical. Uh- <laughs> it was nice that the AI got, like, a job. He got to come outside and tell his stories to the kids yeah i guess like if he apparently does have you know a a personality and cares about that sort of thing i know he makes some sort of mention of the like the guy who sat with him for a while Mm -hmm. you know and he's like oh it was nice to have some company so it's like yeah okay i get that that it's like oh i'm no longer just a ghostly person but it doesn't make any sense how they got his ghostliness from that place to the place with all the words yeah how does it work there if it, if it works right next to the machine that makes it work, how does taking it away from there leave it still working? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Man, it wasn't good. No. My last note was, well, that was the most boring movie to span over 800,000 years. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, a couple of things real quick that just either bugged me or stood out to me or were just really silly. Uh, for one, I don't know what the hell the phrase actually means, but when <laughs> when Mark Addy walks in and sees Mrs. Watchit, the housekeeper or whatever, and he says, you're looking in the pink. I was like, oh, phrasing. That's not a normal thing to say anymore. What does that mean? Yeah. Ew, you're in the pink? <laughs> you're looking in the pink? What? Oh, so gross. Don't say those kinds of things. Thought that was weird. 
uh, the definition of to be in the pink means that you are fit, healthy, and happy. I mean, I kind of assumed it had something to do with like skin color, like, oh, fresh, rosy, pink skin. You, mm-hmm. you don't look pale or sad <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Like, I kind of figured, but it just does not it's, sound right anymore. Yeah. <laughs> different times. Yeah, way different times. I was so distracted by the uh, bull noises that the fucking Morlocks made. Yeah. It was so distracting. It was like, you didn't do anything. You didn't create any new noises, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's so fucking awesome about, like, Jurassic Park. Yeah. And, like, you know, Godzilla and all that kind of shit is that it's like, we've created a new thing, even if it's like, well, it's two parts elephant and three parts lion roar, and th- but yeah. they've they've created something. Yeah. But these fucking monsters literally every, like, 30 seconds would just be like, that's a bull. Mm-hmm. That's just a bull. Mm-hmm. You're just making bull noises. These are just bulls. Like, I don't know why it, it distracted me so much. It felt lazy. On top of how terrible the monsters looked, I was like, this is a D overall, this whole monster thing. Like, none of it is working. I'm sorry, you're off the show. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan of that stuff. Uh, I also didn't understand why they took his pocket watch. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the only reason that I saw was so that the King Morlock would have to walk over to him to hand it back so that he could grab him. To make his like final plan work of killing mm-hmm. the Morlocks, that, but it was that like was. yeah, but it was just like what was their actual purpose for stealing it? They mm. just wanted it. They're just mm. like this is neat. Yeah, it's but it's new like why would shiny. they? Go- yeah, but it's like so they went into the kid's home Apparently. to find it. Like what were they doing know. in there? Like do they go? Do they routinely also break into homes and steal things? That's why they raised the boats. I mean, I mean, I figured that all of their protection stuff was to not die. Like, I figured that they were scared that the Morlocks are going to come and murder them or yeah. capture them to eat them. And not so much like, oh, they took my fucking stereo. Look <laughs> at those fucking Morlocks. <laughs> like, that doesn't feel like what they do. I mean, <laughs> so I was a little confused about that. Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for uh, Popcorn for Dinner for this week and month. Mm-hmm. Time travel movie month. Which was a fun choice, sort mm-hmm. of off the cuff after we did episode 100. Yeah. We were like, what do we do for the rest of the month? <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I enjoyed the, <laughs> the, the trip, yes. so to speak. Lots of different kinds of movies and uh, <clears throat> total nonsense. But uh, with that, this is Jeff. And Kelly. Godspeed, my fine lad. Godspeed, my fine lad.